You're watching the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network. Right, folks, we're live. So join in, sound off in the chat. Let me know you're there. Who's there? Who's out there? All right. Good afternoon, good evening, Sister April, Isolina, how you doing? Make sure if you're on, sound off in the chat so that I know who's out there. We're going to get started with our subject for this evening. How to respond to those who are grieving. Um, those of you know that over the last couple of years with COVID, man, we have seen a lot. Um, so just wanted to get on here and kind of talk about that a little bit. Sister Epic, God bless. Oh, wife, you're on. Right. So we'll give it a couple of more minutes before we just get started. Um, thanks for joining. Make sure those that are supporters of the channel, make sure you like, subscribe, share this, um, share this on your Facebook, share this with someone that this you believe will help. Um, in this conversation, we're going to get into some scripture. We're going to get into some things that we should and should not say. Um when people are grieving, just what does the Bible say about it? And how should we handle people? All right. We're we'll talking about caring for our grieving family and friends. Things we should say and shouldn't say <laughs> to someone that's grieving. Um, if you're in the if you're in the chat sound off if you've um if you're going through or you know somebody that's going through because we're going to open up with prayer and we're just going to pray over individuals that are going through so sound off for me so that we can pray 
for you and for your family uh, before we get started. And again, make sure you share this with someone that might be grieving. April Woodbury. Currently going through burying auntie on Saturday. Definitely praying for you. Taya, please pray for my sis. Oh, Pastor Sonia Baker, Baker, who is laying her mother to rest. Man, hearts and prayers going out. Man. Isolina in a 10-year relationship. He died December 1st, 2022. Mom died from COVID November 22nd, 2021. Man. Definitely a the Lord has set this time up for us to to pray and minister. So Again, we're going to pray and then we're going to get into this. Share this with somebody real quick. Share it on your Facebook or share it with the share the link with a friend um, so they can hop on and we can pray. Amen. Epic says, hey, Selena, praying for you as well. All right. All right, well, we're going to get rolling here. All right, well, Father, we just, first of all, we just come to you honoring you and just asking for your blessing right now. We pray for those that are going through um, just a time of loss and a grieving, a time of, of heartbreak and pain, uh, loved ones, uh, relationships, uh, Lord, that are broken. They're laying parents to rest, children to rest, friends to rest. Lord, we just ask God that you would bring comfort. And I pray that everything that we say on this evening would be uh, from your heart and from your spirit, uh, that the God of all comfort would comfort us in this time of need. Um, and that, God, we would be able to help one another be able to grieve and help us to minister to those um, in our family and friends that are grieving. And so, God, I just thank you uh, for this opportunity. And I just pray that your blessing would be on this stream in Jesus name. Amen and amen. All right. So we're going to get into this. More folks praying. Yes. Amen. Amen. Prayers going up for each other. Definitely a blessing. Amen. Amen. All right, well, let's jump in. It's our subject this evening. Um, caring for 
our grieving uh, family and friends, um, things that we should say and we shouldn't say. We're going to kind of start off with just a few verses that I feel like are important when we, when we talk about this. And so sound off in the comments um, as we get into this. What are some things that have been said to you <laughs> that you wish um, would not have been said um, to you in your time of grieving? I, I want to kind of deal with that uh, because the Bible is clear on how we're to handle each other. And so sometimes I think people try to say things that, I don't know, because they have trauma, right? We all have trauma. We all have past hurts and pains. And so we say things to people that um, probably don't help, but we think we're helping. And so while you're um, gathering your thoughts, I want you to sound off in the comments things that people have said to you and you would like clarity on them. Maybe you would say, well, is why would somebody say this to me? You know, is this true? I want to answer some of those questions um, this evening uh, just to help out with figuring out what should we be saying to each other? Um, and so we're going to start with Romans 12. And we've been studying in, in Romans um, for the last, I don't know, a couple of months. And uh, this scripture came up in our last week's Bible study. Romans chapter 12, verse 15. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Um, one of the things that people don't like to do because they struggle with this emotion, they don't want to weep with those that weep. They want to stop people from weeping, right? They want, you know, the weeping to stop. But we see in John eleven thirty five, 35, even Jesus wept when his friend Lazarus died. And so it's all right to weep with those that are weeping. It's all right to just sit and, um, and cry with them. Uh, let's see. Let's see. We have April. Uh, they're in a better place. At least they're not suffering anymore. We all got to die. Sometimes <laughs> this too shall pass. Wow. You know, and I think, you know, people are trying when they say these things, but they sound like just a bunch of cliche cliches just being thrown at you when a lot of times we need to just go ahead and, you know, take that time and and be quiet. You know, um, I'm going to look at a list that I have um, of kind of the the counter to that, you know, instead of you know, throwing all these cliches, why couldn't you just say, I'm sorry for your loss? Why can't you just say, you know, um, you know, I wish I had the right words. Sometimes you don't have the, the right words. I just got a phone call. My wife was there when a, a friend, a longtime friend called me just weeping, grown man. And he just, just pastor, I, I, I need something. And I was like, man, I don't know if I have the words. Let me gather myself, you know, before I, I just say one of those cliches, you know, out of my mouth. I don't want to be guilty of, of, of doing that as well. What else we got here? Um, let's see. Epic. A lot of times people say, let me know if you need anything, which is actually a good thing. That's actually a good thing to say. People may not feel comfortable reaching out for help. Um, sometimes saying, what can I do to help is more effective. Beautiful. That's actually on my list. Thank you so much, Epic, because that is um, a great thing to say. 
you know, what can I do? What can I do to help? Because sometimes, sometimes you don't, they don't know how to reach out. And so um, you'll say to them, Hey, how can, how can I help? Because I don't know um, what you need specifically. So how can I help? You know, how, how can I be there for you? Um, Sometimes you're just there and you're just quiet, right? You just kind of sit and you just listen um, without offering too much of anything, right? Um, Scripture says in Psalms 34 and verse 18 that the Lord is near the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Um, Matthew chapter 5 verse 4, blessed are they, blessed are those that mourn for they shall be comforted. It's important that we see um, that even God um, is near those. He, you know, we want answers, right? Sometimes people want answers. Sometimes people just want to vent. <laughs> I was having that conversation with my wife. You know, like people just sometimes want to vent, and you have to be there and listen and know that the Lord is not rejecting them. The Lord is not saying don't let them cry, because you know, sometimes they have to go through that weeping in that mourning period. There have been times where I've sat with somebody and just like, look, I have no idea, you know, what you're going through, you know, uh, especially people who have lost a child. And I just can't imagine um, the hurt or the pain um, that, that they may be feeling. And to try to make up something, you know, is worse uh, than just uh, keeping silent. Uh, one of the things listed here um, uh, is just that I can't imagine how you feel, you know, and then you be quiet and you let them speak. You let them tell you how they're feeling. And, you know, if, if they need answers, if they need um, someone to address that particular feeling, um, you you then do that. But a lot of times it's about listening more than speaking. Right. You know, those that have been going through. A lot of times, you know, you hear somebody and they just want to bombard you with you're going to be all right. Don't worry about this. Don't 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 think about it. It's OK uh, on my list of things that you shouldn't say. Um, sometimes how are you doing is a rough question because, you know, how do you think they're doing right now? It's tough. It's hard. They don't actually know what to say uh, or what to do. Um, you'll be okay after a while. You know, I know people, you know, because they want it to be over. Right. And so they'll say things like, you'll be okay after a while. Let's see. Um, got a new comment from Epic. Thank you. Epic listening can be the greatest gift at times instead of offering solutions, trying to reassure them, uh, that can end up leading the person to feeling that their feelings are being discounted. Yeah. Uh, so true. So true. Uh, definitely a, a very true, uh, very true statement. And I think that's why, you know, you don't want to be that person who says, um, uh, where is it at? Number, number five here, stop crying, <laughs> you know, or number four, you shouldn't feel that way. I mean, you can't rob a person. You can't discount you know, what they're going through in these moments, in these times, especially over the last couple of years with COVID, man, we have seen more passings 
um, than I've ever seen in my life. I don't know. How about you guys? You know, has there ever been a time where you've seen more loss than over the last few years, the last three to four years, you know, with COVID sitting right smack dab in the middle of it? A lot of it is not. And, and a lot of it's not just from COVID. Right. A lot of it's other reasons. And then it's compounded with people passing away, you know, from COVID. Let's see. Uh, Epic says sometimes people try to comfort a person. Uh, a, a person can be just as much uh, because themselves are uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, that it's hard to comfort a person because you're just as uncomfortable as they are, you know, in um, this particular moment. And, and because that emotion is difficult, right? Sadness is one of those emotions that we're taught to suppress, right? We're taught to repress, suppress, and not feel that way, right? How many have been taught, sound off in the comments, how many have been told that you're not supposed to feel that way, that you're not supposed to, you know, you're not supposed to feel that pressure. You're not supposed to want to cry, right? Um, what do you do when people turn grief into anger? Well, it's a part of the process. Thank you, Isolina, for your question. It's a part of the process. You know, there are stages of grieving. And one of those stages is anger, you know, uh, and, and people are at different stages. And sometimes you're frustrated and you're looking for someone to blame, right? You're looking for a reason why this happened. You know, I don't know if you've ever lost someone and you just said, why, 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 why did this go down this way? Why did this happen this way? Why? And a lot of times we hear that thing where uh, the Lord took, you know, my brother, my sister, my cousin, my aunt, my uncle, my friend. Right. And when we hear that, you know, usually behind that is a frustration and an anger wondering why God would do this or why God would let this happen. You know, and sometimes, you know, it's just why would this person do this? So sometimes it is targeted towards a specific person. Like, why would they do this? You know, why would they, you know, uh, hurt me this way or hurt my family this way? And so that anger piece is the same thing. Sometimes you got to listen and let them blow off steam and not get in the way because anger is the other, um, I believe, emotion that people are afraid of that when you get angry or when you're sad, right? You're angry, it's like, no, 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 no. Don't be mad, don't be angry. You know, don't, calm down, calm down. When you're sad, calm down, don't cry. You know, uh, uh, um, let it go, you know, it'll get better. You know, wipe your tears. You know, don't, don't, don't let that, uh, don't let that happen to you. And sometimes, you know, you, you gotta blow off the steam. Sometimes when you're angry, you know, tell them, take a walk. Take some time to yourself. You know, I'm here with you. That was one of the things on my list of things to say um, is to let them know um, that I'm here for you. Um, let's see. Number four, can't imagine how you feel and let them speak. Uh, number five is I'm here for you. You know, better yet, uh, if there's something specific you need, just ask and I can do it. You know, sometimes, you know, just being there for people is important, you know, even when they're angry, you know, I don't know if you've ever been angry and someone being there, someone who cares about you and loves you being there 
helped you from helped you from making a terrible mistake while you're angry, helped you from going and and and, and doing something that you would regret when you're angry, right? Uh, because you had somebody present there with you that cared about you and they weren't going to let you hurt yourself or hurt anybody else. Right. So they were there with you. Um, and I think that's what, you know, the, the scripture is saying when he says weep with those who weep. Because sometimes you just got to be there. Um, the Bible says to be slow to speak. Right. S uh, quick to hear and slow to wrath. And so sometimes their anger can get you stirred up, right? It can make you feel um, attacked, but it's not about you. They're hurting right now, right? They're hurting right now. And they need um, you to be there uh, to bring comfort to them. Um, one of my main scriptures that I find myself quoting a lot and I quote it to myself and then I walk in it, right? Um, and this is... Uh, First uh, Corinthians uh, uh, chapter one, verses three uh, and four. And it says, blessed be the God and father uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and the father of mercies, God of all comfort, who comforts us in our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Um, this is a powerful, powerful verse because it says that we have to have a strong enough relationship with God and have received comfort from him in our times of need. That's why even being there for, for someone, you've got to let them know that God is not doing this to you. God wants to be in this with you. Let me say that again, that God is not doing this to you, but God wants to be in this with you. You know, um, and, and by God being in this with you, we uh, receive the comfort from the Lord and that comfort from the Lord then allows us uh, to be strengthened and restored and gives us hope to overcome this this dark and very difficult time. And then when we find others going through that same comfort that we receive, that same uh, love of God that uh, uh, strengthened us, now we can take that and we can strengthen other people. We can be there for other people. We can understand their grief and we can understand why it's so painful because we've experienced it and we're not trying to make them not feel it. We're not trying to uh, you know, cause them to be numb, like, you know, don't feel that. No, sometimes we, we, we at, I'm not gonna say sometimes, People need to feel that because uh, in order to get over it, they've got to deal with it. They've got to actually address it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think we've, we, we've got to stay on top of that uh, and not try to explain it away and, 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 and tell people, oh, don't feel that. Don't ever, you know, think about that. You know what I'm saying? Amen. 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 And so uh, come on, shoot your questions at me. If you have any other uh, questions, uh, I want to go into a definition while you guys are formulating your questions. Um, this word comfort, this word comfort, amen. This word comfort. I'll put, um, Selena's comment up here. God wants to be with you. Yes, that's it. He wants to be 
with you in this. He's not doing this to you. He wants to be with you because he's the God of all comfort. And we've got to allow him to comfort us in our time of need. Amen. Amen. Uh, the term comfort, uh, 3874 Paracleus. Now, those that are, you know, studiers, you know, the Paraclete is the Holy Spirit who is the comforter or the helper. And so Paracleus is the act of properly uh, a call urging done by someone close besides. So even in this definition, this Greek word, it means to come close beside someone, i.e. a personal exhortation that delivers the evidence uh, that stands up in God's court. And what is that evidence that God wants to be with you, that God is there for you, that he's not doing something to you. He's not punishing you. It, the things are not happening to you because you are evil or bad person. And God is showing you who's boss by taking this person, by, you know, ripping this person or snatching this person out of your life. This is not God paying you back for your wrong. No, he actually, uh, God wants to be with you. Pericles is an intimate call. The core meaning of this word is a personal urging and is shaped by the individual context. And so depending on what the context is, uh, this term can be an exhortation, which is a persuasion to be obedient to God. It could be a warning or a encouragement or comfort. Uh, and so the, the, the powerful part of this is that you have to personally, intimately come alongside people. You know, people who have the gift of encouragement or the gift of comfort, you know, who operate in that, they have the ability to come alongside people and, and be there with them to strengthen and encourage them. I think over the years, the Lord has helped me to develop that because I'm going to tell you the truth. Uh, initially, when I would see people hurting, I would pull back. I don't, anybody out there like that, that at first when you would see people hurting, you would kind of pull back because it would be a lot for you. But some people naturally lean in and they lean in to comfort that person. And, and it's not always what you're saying. A lot of times it's just you being there because that's the heart of God is that God wants to be there for his children, be there for his people. And sometimes you're going to be the vessel that's going to be there for God. He's, you're going to be his hands and his feet and his heart. And you're going to be uh, that warm hug that people need. You're going to be that, that, that presence because maybe in this dark time, they can't even think about, you know, praying. And so somebody's going to have to pray for them because they can't formulate the words. Uh, I think there's a song that says um, he understands the language of our tears. And sometimes you can't even get the words out, you know, but uh, if someone is there to come alongside you and to comfort you, then they can pray for you and they can pray uh, that God would strengthen you in this dark and, and, and difficult time. Amen. Amen. Um, come on, give me some, give me, give me some more of your questions, um, as it relates to helping someone, um, who is grieving. Amen. What else we got? Um, yeah. Isolina says, I thought God wanted to punish me. However, uh, the definition of comfort is the opposite. Close besides beautiful, beautiful. See, that's why we got to talk about this. That's why we got to, we got to teach through this because, 
you know, you, do you know how many people actually feel that way? Anybody else in the comments has felt that way when you lost someone or when something difficult in life happened that you thought God was trying to punish you. You thought, oh, he's paying me back for what I did and, you know, way back when or this mistake that I made and and it makes you fearful and it causes you to not be able to pray, right? How can you pray to God or reach out to God when you believe that it's God that's doing this to you, right? I mean, come on. When you believe that God is doing this to you, it's hard to reach out to him. It's hard to, to say, God, I need your help. If you feel like God is doing this to you, you know what I mean? And right and so let's pull up that definition again and so properly an urging done by someone close besides a i.e a personal you know and a lot of people don't know how to get personal <laughs> people don't know how to get personal let's see we got another question Is there a deadline to grieving? <laughs> you know, that's a, that, you know, that's an interesting question because when you're grieving and I've said this to people, grief a lot of times comes in waves. And so it'll come in and there'll be a, a really tough time and then it'll dissipate and you'll think that you're all right. You might even think that you're all right for years and then something will happen. Come on, somebody. I know y'all have experienced this. Some, you'll, you'll pick up something or you'll open a book or you'll you'll be going through a storage or, or something will happen and it'll trigger, you know, um, you missing that person in your life. And that grieving seems to come back, you know. And so I don't know if there is a deadline or an expiration on grieving because uh, gr grieving is about missing someone's presence and yes you can encourage and you can say hey you know I, I i i know i'll see that person again if they're a person of faith but at the end of the day you know um there's a lot of times you know i, I i've lost my mother mother and i, I always say I, I i track it by aj's age because i, I believe aj was one uh when my when my mother uh passed away she got to see aj uh get to one and so if AJ is 24, <laughs> then uh, I believe my mom has it's been 23 years or the other way around. Uh, sometimes I get it, but I always associate it with, with AJ. And so the week after AJ's birthday, I start, you know, I start feeling something. And it's not a debilitating uh, uh, grieving. It's not a grieving that, you know, stops me from living. But there are things that pop up. You know, when my kids graduate, you know, when um, when anytime my daughter achieves something, I think about, you know, I wish mom was here to see that because, you know, my mom passed away kind of young, you know, uh, for, uh, you know, for her age. She was young. And so uh, she would be around at this time. She'd probably be in her 70s, <laughs> you know, but she would be around at this time. But she she died at a, at a younger younger age i believe she was around 48 uh so i've already outlived her um already and so there, there are times where that thing you know just flares up and so i don't know if i can say there's a expiration date 
Uh, good evening to my man, NPR, my man, Dayon. Thanks for supporting. Um, let's see. April, a song will play and it and it triggers. Yeah, song will play. Sometimes I'm preaching a sermon <laughs> and something that I say in the sermon will flash me back to my childhood and I'll begin to think, you know, uh, uh, about my mom. And so th to say that there's a deadline or an expiration on grieving, I, I don't think that that's a responsible thing to say. I think we should know that for some people um, it's going to come and go and it comes in waves and then it washes back out and settles down. And you may be, like I said, all right for years and then something will happen that will trigger it. And you'll have to take that back to the Lord. Uh, epic. Grieving is not linear. In fact, uh, I found that it is possible to unconsciously bury unbearable grief, bury unbearable grief. And a part of the healing is when a person is ready to process the pain. Yeah. Yeah. And you can process. Yeah, I agree. You process once you process that pain then you, you become open. And if you've been burying it, oh man, the emotions are, 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 are sometimes overwhelming and, and you do need somebody to talk to. You know, how many know that, that sometimes when you actually open up to those emotions, they become overwhelming. You're like, man, why am I so weepy? Why, why am I crying? Why, why are these things happening to me? Because you've been trying, as we say, to be strong, right? You've been trying to be strong, but the, the but it doesn't the Bible doesn't call you to be strong. <laughs> the, the Bible calls you to trust in the Lord. The Bible calls you to lean on him. The Bible says that blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted, that he promises comfort. He, he doesn't say, no, suck it up. That's what man tells us to do. Yeah, you you know, you you got to be strong. You got to get up from there. You know, you can't let them see you hurting and all that kind of stuff. You know, you, you hear those things. Uh, Epic says there are so many levels and dimensions to healing and grieving. Amen. I agree with that. Uh, Isolina, death is a part of life. So how do we manage grief through our lifetime? So, you know, that's a wonderful, wonderful uh, thing to understand that just because just because death is a part of life doesn't mean that it's it's going to be easy to handle when it happens, you know, um, and so. Uh, the Bible talks about mourning and grieving because it is a natural, just as just as natural as death is to mourn those that die is natural as well. I think when we tell ourselves that we're not allowed to do that or that it's wrong to do that or that it's weak to do that or that we need to get over it real quick and get back to life, you know, that because there's a difference between, you know, grief that is unhealthy. Grief that is unhealthy stops you from living, stops you from being able to function, stops you. That's where you need help to move past it. But grieving is not wrong, you know, to to deal with the loss. And, and I bet you everybody on here has dealt with not just one loss, not just two losses, not just three, but multiple losses through their lives. Friends, family members, um, uh, a, a, a friends of friends, right? You you got a friend that lost a friend. You got a, a cousin that lost a cousin. And, and so this is a part of life. And so managing grief through our life 
is understanding that number one, um, we're allowed to grieve. Number two, that grieving is natural. It is, it's not a sin, <laughs> you know, and I'll go back to our, our verses. Um, let me pull this one up. Psalms 34, 18, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the and saves the crushed in spirit. Right. He's near to the brokenhearted. We just talked about comfort is God being close besides. And so even David understood that in Psalms 34, he says that the Lord is near. And so it's not so much as managing it, but as receiving God's comfort in the midst of it. You know, a lot of people comfort themselves, right? That's when we turn to our addictions. It's when we turn to uh, uh, acting out and bad behavior. behavior. Uh, But for a Christian, we must know that in these times of grieving, in these times of pain, the Lord is near. He's not far away, even though he may feel feel far away, because we have been kind of taught that if anything bad is happening to me, it means that God has left me. It means that he, he he's rejected me, that he doesn't want me, because if God is with me, then everything's supposed to go good. Right. That I don't know if you've been taught that, uh, you know, and even if you haven't been taught it, it seems like that's the impression that we get is that if the Lord is with me, everything is supposed to go good. Amen. Uh, Taya, when I was a teen. There were a lot of deaths and murders because of gangs. I, you know, I grew up in that same time, but it doesn't feel like uh, it it hits. It does, but it does feel like it hits differently at this age. Yeah, yeah, you know, us that have hit that, you know, close to half a century mark, you know, at life. It, it looks different. It feels different. You know, when someone passes, because you start thinking about your own mortality, right? You start thinking about your own life and you're like, well, man, what am I doing with my life? It almost can, uh, you know, throw you into a depression, right? It can throw you into uh, feeling like, okay, how much time do I have left? Am I doing what I need to do with my life? Have I done anything with my life? Right. And, you know, so it, it can be triggering uh, just to, to see people pass, you know, and w- when you're younger, right. If it's hitting you hard younger, it's only going to get worse. And so you do need to process this pain um, in, 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 in a proper way. Uh, I've been lately, you know, seeking out, you know, grief counselors because they are uh, equipped to handle that. As a pastor, I spend a lot of time counseling people through grief. But but I, but so often I I, I feel, you know, uh, under equipped. I don't feel like I, you know, can can do as much as I would like to do. And I think it's because, you know, sometimes you, it does throw you back into those things that you have experienced and some things that you felt. And so, yeah, at, at this time, at this stage of life. Yeah, it does feel a lot different. Um. Isolina, the Lord is near. Amen. Yeah, I, I think if there's anything that uh, I would want people to take away from this stream is that when you're going through 
God is not far away from you. God is close to you. When you're going through any type of pain, any type uh, of struggle, any type of uh, tragedy, any type of uh, trouble that the Lord is near, that he's close, he's close to you. Amen. Epic said, I'm sorry you went through all of that, Miss Taya. Yeah, I mean, a lot of us grew up in the thick of the gang era. You know, when I came to Colorado in, uh, in 1990, man, Colorado was gang banging like a big dog. I mean, the gangs was hot and heavy at that time. And so, you know, 89, 90, all the way up through like 95, you know, there was there was some tough times. <laughs> You know, gang violence was taking people out on a regular basis. And so you saw young people, young people dying. And the, the question is, well, why? Well, you know, because we'll say, why is God allowing this? Have you ever heard anybody say that? Why is God allowing this? And when we hear that, you know, the idea is that God is supposed to stop all these things. God is not supposed to let people make these horrible choices that end up, you know, taking the lives of young people, you know, and I think that that is a tough thing to overcome. It is a tough thing to overcome, but to know that God wants to help you through these tragedies, you know, if he robs all of us of our free will, then we all become robots and we all have to do what's right in God's eyes. And we know that that's not true. We know that God gives us free will. We know that God allows man to make them their choices. But when a man or woman makes a choice that hurts or uh, causes tragedy in someone's life, because God, you know, has given man free will, God steps in to comfort that individual in that time of pain. He steps in to be there for you. Uh, and, and sometimes we're angry and we're like, well, I don't want him to be there for me. I want him to eliminate the tragedy. I want it to not have happened. I don't want to go through this. Right. How many felt like that? Like, I just don't want to go through it. I, I, it, that, that's really what what I'm saying. You know what I want. I don't want to be comforted. I want to erase the thing that caused me to need comfort. But then that erases what Scripture says about God's closeness, His nearness to you, His desire to get into the thick of this situation with you. He wants to be there with you, um, and He wants us to be there with each other. That's why um, in our verse of first uh, Corinthians, he talks about blessed be the God and the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of mercies. This term mercies here means compassion. He's the father of compassion, you know? And so uh, when God's compassion, his heart breaks, just like you're hurting over this person passing, God is hurting over this person passing. And that's why he wants to get in there and comfort you, the God of all comfort, right? And what did we say the word comfort meant? It meant to come alongside. It meant to be close besides, personal, intimate, a personal urging that God wants to get in this thing with you and help you to get through it, to show you that you're not alone, 
You're, you're not going through this by yourself, that, that God is right in the midst of it with you. And see, people who have God's heart then don't have a problem jumping in there with you and being there for you and, and being right beside you, you know, in these particular situations. Um, so if you're just joining us, if you're just popping in and out, we're talking about caring for our grieving family and friends, the things that we should say and the things that we shouldn't say. Uh, I want to look at some of these things, um, <laughs> man, that we shouldn't say. Um, number six on my list of things that you shouldn't say, at least he's in a better place. Um, and he's, his suffering is over. You know, uh, that was something I think was April shared it earlier that somebody actually said to her that, well, you know, at least their suffering's over. They're in a better place. And we say these things again, they're cliche and they're not well thought out because, Let's think about, you know, what the, the, how does that help me? How does that help me to process the fact that this person who was near and dear to my heart is gone? Not at this moment, maybe later on, after I've processed the pain and after I've grieved for a while, then I might come to that conclusion. But to throw that out right there when people are grieving, you know, it almost makes it seem like, yeah. You know, your grief is unwarranted. You know, I think somebody said it earlier that it kind of dismisses, you know, your pain as if you shouldn't be having this pain. Um, number seven, at least uh, she or he lived a long life. Many people die young. <laughs> How does that make me feel better? You know, I know what they're trying to do. I know what they're trying to say. But that particular type of you know, comforting is not really comforting in that moment. Again, this is something that maybe later on, after I've dealt with it, after I've, you know, kind of gotten through the initial impact, then I can say these things. Then I, I may come to these conclusions. Um, here's another one. Uh, she brought this on herself. Now, I just think that's cruel. <laughs> you know, even if it's even if it's true, even if this person was, you know, doing some wrong things and they were in the wrong place and 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 they made they had the wrong friends to say that to someone grieving. Come on, y'all sound off in the comments. Is that wrong? <laughs> is, is, is that the right thing to say to somebody? Well, they brought this on themselves. You know, even if you thought that, would you actually say that to somebody? You know, but and there's people that have said this. This is this is actual data um, that I pulled from a list of things uh, that people who were interviewed that were grieving said that they wish uh, a person would have never said to them, man, uh, she brought that on herself or he brought that on his self. April says that's heartless. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm with you. That is, whew, that's some hardcore, you know, and, and when people say stuff like that, I wonder if they, they think that they're helping, you know, do they, do they really think that they're helping? And, you know, Lord, forgive me if I've ever said any of these things, you know, and, and I, I'm just telling you because when I think about it now, 
after living a while, I feel like that there's things that we've said that are just, wow, we weren't really thinking when we said that. Um, Let's see. Now, number nine, here we go. Aren't you over him or her yet? He or she has been dead for a while now. That speaks to that. Is there a deadline or is there a, a expiration on grieving? I don't think so. I don't think there's an expiration on grieving. I think it lessens, but it doesn't go away. Um, um, I think you deal with it much better over time. Um, but I don't think it's like, okay, it's time to be done. Right. You know, have you ever seen that? Actually, I've seen that in a movie. I don't think I've really heard anybody say that in real life, Like, okay, it's time to be done with that. It's time for you to get up and live your life and stop grieving. You know, it's time for you to move on, you know, right. It's time for you to move on. And, and again, I get what they're trying to say, but I don't think this is comforting. I don't think this is helping a person to get to that place to tell them, aren't you over this person yet? That person's been gone for a while. Again, sound off in the comments. What do you think about that comment? You know, um, aren't you over them yet? They've been gone for a while. Come on, sound off. What are you guys' thoughts? <laughs> what are you guys' thoughts on that? As I get ready to try to wrap this up, um, chime in. Let me know what you're thinking uh, about that last comment. Man, aren't you over them yet? Crazy. Crazy that people would even say that, right? <laughs> Crazy that people would even say that. Amen. Come on, shoot, shoot, shoot your questions at me. Um, your comments. So I'm gonna wrap this up. We're coming up on 50 minutes or so. Um, you guys got anything else? Let's see. Let's see, April. That's like minimizing their life to a time frame. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, uh, that's enough, right? that's enough um most times it's best not to say anything i agree isolina um show your comfort by just giving time and providing for specific needs yes that's a great takeaway i'm hoping that anybody who watches this gets that same takeaway um from that epic um that's just insensitive and disrespectful yeah I mean, why would you just do that to somebody? Why would you just tell them, get over them? They've, they've been gone for a while now. You should be done. You know, you know, and, and, and I've sat with so many people that have lost people that are so close to them. And to say something like that to an individual, I just can't imagine what you're thinking when you say that, except for you just want them to stop grieving. Right. You know, and so often that's where we make our mistakes is that we just want people to stop being sad. We just want them to stop crying, stop grieving, because all of our life we've been told not to cry, not to grieve, not to show these emotions, not to be so emotional, right? You know, that we're supposed to uh, 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 suck it up, 
pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, you know, you know, put, put on a happy face, you know, don't let, don't never let them see you sweat. Right. Those are the kind of things that we've been taught over uh, the years. And so uh, when it comes down to this, we regurgitate those things and we don't realize that these are, these aren't very healthy things to say uh, to people. Um, if you're just chiming in, we're just talking about caring for uh, grieving uh, our grieving family and friends, things that we should and shouldn't say. Um, if there's something that you want to uh, ask or drop in the comments, please sound off. Um, thanks for joining us. We're going to be wrapping up in a second here um, to you know give you guys the rest of your evening. Um, let's sound off. Let's sound off. Any other comments? Any other things that you guys want to bring up? Um, any any of your own testimonies about situations in your life um, that you felt like, man, I don't know that that was handled properly. Things that you've seen. Let's talk about it. Let's let's address it. Let's see if we can um, make sure that we're doing it the right way. All right. So we've got a few comments here. All right. Um, as you guys are getting your thoughts together, make sure you're sharing this. Share this on Facebook. Share this on your other social media platforms that even if they're not able to jump on here live right now, that they can see this uh, later on um, and uh, the live chat or comment on the video. And I will definitely get back to them um, on this video if they have specific questions uh, things that they want to talk about. You know, one of the things that I think is a major mistake is when people just throw a bunch of scriptures at a person, especially for us Christians, right? We'll just throw a bunch of scriptures at a person, you know, that's grieving and we'll start telling them, well, the Bible says this and the Bible says that. And as much as I love the word, oh man, you know, I love the word. I love the word. I love to study the word. I love the Greek and the Hebrew. I love to break the word down. But when a person just their answer is just throwing scriptures at people, I don't think that that's helpful unless those scriptures are, are in the right context and they speak to the right things. Let's see. Got another comment. April, thank you for this, because for a minute I thought I was just being sensitive about stuff people were saying to me recently yeah my, my prayer you know is that we learn how to handle one another um because sometimes you know when we mishandle people especially in their time of grieving you know it, it can it can kind of push them away from god push them away from the church push them away from the bible they don't want to pray because they think god is is after them and that they just need to suck it up and that he didn't care you know, about how they think or how they feel. And, and so we've got to understand that uh, First Peter chapter 5 and verse 7 says, cast our cares on him because he cares for us. And so that God is big enough to handle our emotions. That's why God is not saying, don't feel this. Don't grieve. That's not what God is saying. People say that because people can't handle it. People can't handle what you're going through at that time. And so they look for a way to say, get rid of that. Don't feel that. Right. Got another comment here. East Selena. I, I, I didn't. I did think. 
uh let me read this right i did think want to be sad um and cry so i tried to suppress so i didn't want to be sad um so i cried so i cried so, so i didn't want to be sad and i cried so i so to suppress my pain it was better when i expressed my pain i tried to bury my emotions with them um not very helpful yeah when you suppress you can you can make yourself sick suppressing your pain and your emotions you'll definitely cognitively have yourself in a place where you're spaced out where you're not always tuned in where you're missing time because your mind is not fully focused and processing um a lot of our mental health issues are because of our inability to deal with our pain you know, I was talking to my wife and she's on here. She'll tell you um, we've been talking about even just the trauma that you build up over the years, you know, dealing with people. And if you don't process just that trauma, let alone the loss of loved ones, the loss of friends and family to see someone pass away um, during COVID. Uh, one of my uncles who took care of me uh, when I was young um, lived with him and he was one of the strong male figures in my life. Uh, he passed away during COVID. And I, I, when it happened at the moment, I really couldn't process it because, you know, my uncles, all of my uncles seem like superheroes, right? You were thinking that they were men of steel, you know, that, 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 nah, they wouldn't go out like that. Not COVID that wouldn't take them out. You know, um, my uncle that passed away before COVID, you know, he had came out, preached at the church. We we're just looking at him. And I think three within three months after his visit, he passed away and it was just so crushing, you know. And so, you, you know, you you'll try to figure out what do I do with this emotion? What do I do with this pain? What do I do with what I'm feeling? Right. And the best way is to feel it and to say, I'm hurting, to say, this is tough for me right now. And if it causes tears to go ahead and let them flow, you know, even if you're a man, you know, woman, man, I don't care who you are. When you're hurting, you know, to act like it's not happening is not helpful at all. You know, as you said, Iselina, it's not helpful at all. If anything, it's doing the opposite because now you're training yourself not to feel and that's going to bleed over into other areas of your life you're going to find out that man if i'm not feeling here then uh, you'll learn how to not feel in other ways and so i think what you're saying isalina is so important to not suppress the pain but express the pain um uh, i wish my man uh, g berry was on here that's his favorite expression is that i'm not going to suppress you know my pain i'm going to express it i'm not going to repress i'm going to express it amen 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 well you guys got any uh, more questions comments concerns i would love to talk through um please make sure you support the channel um, in any way, some of you are already members of the channel. Shout out to Epic, who's a member of the channel. Uh, you guys can support. You can uh, drop a super chat or just join the channel 
um, be a part of supporting what we're doing. Um, want to you know tell you I appreciate that. Appreciate that a lot. Uh, for those that want to go ahead and join the channel, it's right at the bottom. Um, just go to at Anthony Wilson two two seventy three. You can join the channel. But um, any more questions, comments, concerns before we sign off? Um, specific questions. I want to I want to dive into them if you have them. <clears throat> All right. Go ahead and pull that down. All right. If there are no more questions or concerns, let's see. Lee Selena, right, Pastor Anthony. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for your comment. Um, shout out to all you guys that were commenting. Um, April, Taya, E. Selena, Epic. Um, who else was on? Um, my man Dayon popped in for a minute. Appreciate you. Um, amen. Amen. And don't forget to uh, join us um, next week. I'm going to be on with my man Rico. We're going to be diving deeper into um, why people are leaving Christianity. We're going to talk about deconstruction. And so shout out to Rico. Um, his channel is called Blessedimony. So uh, go and, and um, subscribe to his channel so you can get the alerts. And then every Friday I'm on with my buddy Joe Day. Um, he's out in Pennsylvania. Uh, we do Kingdom on the Road together on his channel, uh, K Kingdom on the Road. And go ahead and uh, subscribe to his channel uh, so that you can get the alerts when we go live uh, on his channel as well. Let's see. Epic. Uh, this, so this song is called Blessed Are the Tears by Brian Duncan. Very comforting. Oh, have to check that out. Blessed are the tears by brian duncan all right thank you that's for april amen amen all right well i'm gonna take some time and pray um for those that are going through loss uh, we're gonna lift them up right now and so please be praying with me um, as we lift up those that are suffering through times of grieving and loss so father i just First of all, I thank you for the opportunity um, to be able to reach out and to conversate um, through uh, the platform of uh, this media, uh, YouTube, Facebook, um, however they're seeing this or hearing this, whether it's on our podcast uh, channels, Spotify, Apple, wherever they're hearing this, Lord, I just pray right now for their comfort and for their strength, God, that they would know that you are near that you draw near to the brokenhearted. You don't withdraw, you draw near. You're not doing this to them. You wanna get into this thing with them. You wanna be there for them. And so Lord, I just pray that they would fear, feel your love and your comfort and not fear your presence, not fear that you're punishing them or mistreating them or trying to get them back. But God, that you're pouring out your love and your compassion on them. And I pray that as they have been comforted, that they would go and comfort others. And those that would hear this, uh, Lord, I pray that they would be equipped to be there for people, to be there in their corner, to be there with them, um, not to try to 
uh, force them to not feel, not to try to make them stop feeling, but they would understand that uh, this has to run its course, that uh, people have to go through uh, the, the, and process their pain. And so, Lord, I pray, God, that we would also process our pain in a healthy way, that we would not be debilitated, that we would not be paralyzed by our, our pain, but that, God, we would process it and be able to come out on the other side of it, knowing that, God, you are with us and you are for us. You're not against us or withdrawing from us. And so, God, I just thank you and praise you for all those that joined. And I pray, God, that uh, this would be valuable to them. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Again, God bless you uh, for joining, whether you're on my channel, Shore Foundation, even those that might have watched this on Twitch or any other media, Facebook. I want to say God bless you and thank you for joining us. Remember to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, have a great evening. You're watching the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this video, like, subscribe, and share this content with others. Thanks for watching. God bless.